You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go! Hola, and welcome to Podcast BXN. This is episode 123, 123, and one of your hosts, your favorite Portland Mexican, Christian Macias. And alongside me today, joined over Discord by Kentucky's number one Spartan, Daniel Prindle, aka Dan is DTM. Hello, my friend. Hello. And of course, the Nintendo aficionado at Roro. Hi, buddy. Hey, yeah. Uh... Thank you, everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN, as well as over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Podcast PXN, and, and on Twitter as well. The topic of the show this week is Phil of the Xbox Future, the acquisition <laughs> aftermath. Yeah, I love the Xbox. Yeah, can't can't I put that into the theme song, so but I tried. <laughs> 22nd century gaming, man. Uh, but of course, the show always starts with the PXN news of the week. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Guys, we, we've been doing quick bites for a while. Yes. This is probably the longest quick bite I've ever like wrote, written down. Okay. <laughs> Of course, folks listening, viewing at home, the quick bites are just kind of a, a way for us to catch up on the news and for you to catch up on the news of the week uh, in the games industry. And whether or not we, we talk about it for a long time is, is completely up to, to us three. If, if something kind of resonates, we'll spend more time on that. That said, Dan, Ro, yes. if anything catches your attention here, please, please stop us. Let's talk about it. Right. First of all, I want to shout out the folks over at 61 Indie. Uh, who review, uh, whose reviews now will be included in, on OpenCritic and count towards the overall uh, OpenCritic score. That is fantastic for, for them. Please, please, please um, use your power in my favor so that I can win Fantasy Critic League this year. <laughs> yes. And then make Dan lose. <laughs> I'm kidding. Just erase those indie scores over there. Yeah, I, I remember, I think I found them, I don't know if they were founded last year or the year before, but I think I, I found their site last year is when I became aware of them. And they're, they're the reason why Everhood, which is one of my game of the years last year, was even on my radar that I found it through, through one of their reviews. So I know there are some kind of funny best friends over there too, so that's, that's awesome for them doing some awesome yeah. stuff for in the indie space, so that's really cool. Throw some snaps up. Congratulations again. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga uh, had a gameplay overview uh, on Twitter. Uh, I think it was er- uh, early this week, late last week, I'm sorry. Uh, the game launches April 5th. Uh, there's also uh, some scuttlebutt about uh, extensive crunch over at Telltale Games to get, this, to get this going. So, yeah. Biggest, biggest thing here, obviously, is the crunch. Second biggest thing, there's a mumble mode in Lego Star Wars. The game looks fantastic, though. So pretty. Oh, it One looks fantastic. <laughs> I was gonna say Somebody one claimed of Dan's, this, right? Yeah, Dan. Did. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. Fantasy Critic League. <laughs> I think I also bid on it, uh, but obviously oh. it was not enough money because Dan, Dan got it. I don't know how much he's dropping there. I gotta check how much money you have left. I, I can do that. I have like seventy one dollars left. I think. Jesus, man's just I think spending. Gage yeah, somehow like has thirty eight dollars left. What? I think, let me go. Let me check real, real quick while you guys are talking. That's insane. What did he buy? I don't know. Yeah, he has thirty-five dollars left. He overpaid. Oh my god! He may have <laughs> he overpaid. overpaid for some stuff. Yeah. Oh, he only for has three spaces two. left, actually. So maybe, oh. maybe not. But uh, yeah. Oh wow! Wow! 
Wow. Still have 98 Dang. buckaroos left, but I'm sorry. Bro, you and I got some anyway. catching up to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until then, guys, this comes from Unity. Unity and Ziva Dynamics are making realistic, lifelike character creation accessible and scalable for all artists. Uh, there's an uncanny, super uncanny video that I, that I shared with the group that's been going around Twitter. I linked the wrong thing, apparently. I, I, I clicked on it to go look at it, and it's a link to an IGN article, so I'm sorry, but if you, if you search up Unity and you search up um, uh, like their partnership with Ziva Dynamics, you'll see that video. It is scary how creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's creepy, but like it's also really cool uh, that they're, they're going to make this available for a lot of artists to to be able to use this kind of tech for any kind of gaming stuff that they want to do. Similar yeah. to the uh, Epic Games uh, creator that they made a little while ago for Unreal Engine. That uh, mm. I for, forget the name of it, but yeah, creepy. Yeah, <laughs> cool it's, stuff. Yeah, impressive, but but yeah, like you said, uh, extremely uncanny. To uh, a bad degree. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I saw this and I'm like, uh, I told Dan, I want you know, let's bring back L.A. Noir. Make me guess, see if someone's <laughs> yeah. lying or not. So, well, except I w- still would not be able to tell if they're lying or not. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And moving on, uh, a new studio by uh, Yakuza creator uh, Toshihiro Nagoshi uh, under NetEase is officially called Nagoshi Studio. Um. I'm not huge on the Yakuza games. Uh, I know a lot of people are. But like those games are. I love seeing the videos come across on YouTube because that game looks. Those games look absolutely insane. I just don't have the time to to be spending in all those. But that said, that is awesome. Uh, 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 Negoshi now has like a lot more creative freedom to to do um, what he wants to do and and not have that kind of those those pressures on him. So that is that is uh, incredible. Very cool. Moving on. Uh, Elden Ring finally went, uh, went to gold and apparently can be mained in around 30, uh, 30 hours. And then for you two, supposedly, it's not supposedly, it, it's supposed to be designed to reduce player stress without reducing the enemy difficulty. So, Ro, please. Yeah. <laughs> you, th- you thinking about it now? Definitely. I, I, I was thinking about it before, but this is like even, even better. Like the, the fact that it's not going to be super stressed and i know dan like he's famously the one who says like these games make me rage real hard so rage yeah (laughs) how do you how do you feel about this one dan does that does it make you want to play it too i don't i don't know because they're like their answer was like it's still very challenging it's just Mm -hmm. that they're trying to like i guess break things up a little bit more uh, is what it Mm -hmm. what i took from it uh but God, You're, this is coming from the person who is rage-induced by the second-to-last boss fight in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and that game is nowhere near as hard as Dark Souls, and, and it's inspired by Dark Souls and that kind of stuff, but it's not anywhere near as that difficult. But Man's, man's raging for Fallen Order. I like it. <laughs> yes. It literally, if Sean is out there somewhere, he can attest to this because he was living here at the time. I literally threw some. Oh, I know what it was. I threw an ornament at my fucking wall and put a hole in my wall because I was so mad. I was it was Christmas time, so I had my tree up and I literally chucked it. I was so mad and I I put a hole and I was like, oh no. I just put a hole in the wall. Oops. Couldn't you just like bump down the difficulty for like a fight? I, that's the or thing. Too stubborn. I was only I was on normal difficulty, whatever the normal was, and I'm like, I have yeah. to beat this. I cannot turn yeah. it down at this point. I made <laughs> it to that point in the game, and I was just getting ugh, mm-hmm. destroyed by him. But finally got it. Congrats! So. Congrats! 
You know, I, I, I'll admit it. I raged once, but it, I, I punched. There's a pillow behind me, that, that orange <laughs> one. I, I punched that pillow one time playing Cuphead. All right, wow. it was like three times. But yeah, that was, that was the only time. Moving on. Uh, some Horizon news. I got two uh, this week. Carrie Ann Moss and Angela Bassett are in Horizon Forbidden West. Uh, Carrie Ann Moss is going to play, uh, oh, I didn't write down the name of the character, uh, kind of like a, a side character, like kind of um, that you can meet. She's part of the story. And Angela Bassett is supposed to play some kind of uh, antagonistic role. Uh, so I thought that was very cool and surprising. Carrie Ann Moss. Yeah. That's fantastic. Very cool. More Horizon news. Forbidden West previews uh, have been uh, released this week, and they are good. Like, really good. Uh, I watched a few minutes of the IGN uh, preview by Jonathan Dornbush and was like, this game looks absolutely insane. I, and I, have, I, I stopped watching after two minutes. I was like, I've, I've seen enough. I, I know that this game is going to rule. So. Yes. It, oh, it looks gorgeous. It's unbelievable. I don't... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how this game runs on a PS4. I'm so <laughs> curious to see how that's going to look like. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point, Dan. Yeah, yeah. That, um, I mean, that's that's the place that I'll probably be playing it on. But um, yeah, it looks fantastic. I, I I can't wait to see <laughs> if it works. But uh, I'm definitely excited to to give it a shot when it comes around because, as Dan said, it looks beautiful. The combat looks so fun, and the types of mm-hmm. enemies that they're introducing just look to be like interesting i can't wait to like wrap my mind wrap my mind around a, a good strategy to take down these new enemies so very excited two questions here one what kind of ps40 do you have bro is it a pro is it the og it's a slim it's the okay, ps4 okay. slim so okay. i i know a lot of people say oh it run it sounds like a jet engine and all that kind of stuff i haven't had that issue yet with my specific one um i'm trying to think of the last big PlayStation 4 game that I played it was probably Miles Morales or I'm trying to think of something that came on PS5 but also came on PS4 that I played but I think that's the last one that I can remember and it was it was fine that is a smaller game but we'll see we'll see what happens with this one <laughs> I was rocking the launch PS4 throughout the entire life like lifetime that I had the PS4 and playing Red Dead 2 or last of us part two like that i i was afraid one time it was going to explode i was like I, I have to turn my console off because i don't know what's going on last of us is a good one i i didn't have a yeah. problem with that one either but yeah maybe it's maybe it's the older ones i think when i was playing uncharted 4 i think my launch ps4 sounded like it was about to blow up and i'm like <laughs> what is going on here <laughs> like scary dude yeah, yeah. the dust and, and yeah anyway uh last note i'll say is that i, I had a, a realization this week i was like i'm gonna cuss because i need to Okay. they're actually going to release horizon and elden ring a week apart like that's a thing that's going to happen and i i just mm-hmm. have to deal with that shout out to emmett Watkins jr over on twitter was like dude just don't play horizon at a launch just just get to it later and you know what i might have to yeah. do it you, you gotta oh, set your priorities i guess like for me it's destiny right so that's probably what i'm going to be playing in february instead of those two games which is yeah Say what you will about it, but that's that's what I want to play in, in February. <laughs> yeah, that I respect it. That's the most important thing. It's whatever you enjoy the most. Yeah. Like obviously, you're a big Destiny guy. Christian's a big Soulsborne guy. So I mean, that makes sense. I'll be playing Horizon. So we're playing <laughs> we three go. different oh, games. Oh, hey, there we go. Yes, <laughs> and then we can all talk about it uh, when we come together for the podcast. Yeah, this absolutely. works. Yep. Awesome. We plan. Let that. us know what you want to play in February. <laughs> 
Moving on, uh, Blizzard is developing a survival game for PC and consoles set in a set in a new universe. Uh, the wording on this was funny on the announcement, saying uh, a new uh, unannounced game is in development. And it's like, well, Bestie, you just announced it. <laughs> oh, man. I, I, I like the concept art, but as as many many unannounced announced games are, you really don't know that much about it mm-hmm. until they start showing stuff. But um, yeah, Blizzard is in an interesting place. I would like to be excited about what they're making. Um, just not right now. But I like the concept art. It looks cool. Yeah, very cool. We definitely yeah. have to I'm see. Sorry, I'm looking at the art. <laughs> it's obviously it's, it's... we we don't know anything about it, so it's like yeah, yeah what mm-hmm. is this? Mm-hmm. But this this yeah. feels kind of very much like uh, something that they had up their sleeve, like they wanted to announce, and then maybe like the Microsoft acquisitions acquisition talks like slowed them. Like they're like, hey, we can't announce this mm-hmm. yet because uh, we have this deal we have to wait until that's finalized yeah. or whatever but or i guess not finalized but announced but i don't know and i mean like uh the most recent uh studio i saw doing this as well was like naughty dog who was you know they would tweet out saying hey we're working on uh, an unannounced project right True. um we are also looking for people who are interested in helping us make this game uh and of course blizzard did the same thing if you go to their web uh, the, the link from that tweet well, where they talk about the announcement at the bottom is um, links to apply for art, design, and engineering. So, yeah. the the one concept art image that they showed uh, gives me uh, Forspoken vibes a little bit, just because it's like there's a city before you go into like the the fantasy world, and there's like a bike, so it's kind of melding the two worlds. Like these two mm-hmm. characters are very much in everyday clothing, going into a fantasy world. So it's going to be interesting to see how what they do. Yeah. Cannot wait. Very excited to see what comes of it. Until then, here's our next quick bite. This comes from IGN. Uh, PSN briefly displayed all PS4 trophies as PS3 games. Damn. Is, actually, <laughs> is backwards compatibility actually coming? Last week, we, we talked about uh, the, the trophies. Sorry, it wasn't the trophies. It was the, um, the like, games on the, on the yeah, store, right? Yeah, yeah. We kind of assumed it was going to it was some kind of back-end kind of bug or glitch in, in, the, in the store because those things have happened before. Uh, but then to have this compounded after, after last week is like, I don't know. I feel like, uh, you know, where there's smoke, there's fires. Is this actually happening? Yeah, I, I remember knows? last week thinking like, oh, it's just a, a bug. But I mean, these are a lot of bugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I'm starting to think that maybe it is coming. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe they uh, announce it along with with Spartacus later this year. Be very cool. It's all just like you know, they're just throwing people off. It none of it's real. They're just you know, I don't know. <laughs> that would that would, that would suck. Some more PlayStation news. Um, captures on the PS app are now live, sort of. But I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, you can send your captures uh, that you took on your PS5 to the app. Uh, and you can have your console automatically upload those captures from the PS5 to the PS5 app uh, automatically. I, I, I tested it out uh, this like the same day this happened, and every time I would take a video or a screenshot, it would start uploading to my phone. Uh, and then those are available on your phone for 14 days on the app, or just deletes to save up space. That was the night that that happened. The next day, just didn't work anymore. It was gone. 
It's uh, apparently it's still just like in limited use for a few people. Oh. Myself included, so I enjoyed hmm. it for one day. <laughs> one night. I was, was a little Oh sorry. No, I just I was just saying it was fun while it lasted. Um I was a little surprised. I didn't even know that this wasn't a thing already because obviously I'm a right. primary Xbox user and that's already on there, which it's weird that they store the the clips and stuff on your phone cuz like on the Xbox app it just uh goes to the cloud your cloud profile right. uh and you just you can download it from there if you want to, but yeah, th that's interesting. Very very exciting that they're they're getting this. Obviously it helps sharing things. I don't. I don't think it is on the phone either. I, I think I might might have misspoken. Oh, okay. Granted, I, I didn't check, but you know, it, it does delete after fourteen days. I don't know if Xbox does mm -mm, at no, all. It does. No. Okay. Yeah. Well, Xbox wins in that regard, man. <laughs> either way, I don't think this was actually supposed to happen for everyone yet because PlayStation did not make any kind of announcement or, or, or Twitter thing about it. It was just some people found it on their PS app because it updated and, and they went in and they checked it, uh, and so it was going around that way and not through any any official channels so yeah maybe why otherwise paramount plus what's for paramount plus dan this is for you the official trailer for the halo series arrives this sunday are you excited uh, am i excited of course i'm excited <laughs> no uh it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a big trailer and i think we'll get a release date at the end of it uh, they did just do a big blog post I saw when I got home from work uh, kind of detailing what we're going to see, but I haven't had a chance to read it because I was scrambling to put things together for the podcast real quick before the show, so I'm definitely interested to read that after after the show. But yes, very excited. Halftime of the AFC Championship game, which my home team, Cincinnati Bengals, are in, which is crazy. They haven't. They literally haven't won a playoff game in 31 years, and then all of a sudden now they're in the AFC Championship game. Crazy. I love that Dan's home team is in another state. Yeah, it is. Yes, but they're. I mean, is it like a fifteen-minute drive? Yes. 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 <laughs> but they're not my favorite team, though. The Colts are my team, so I, I'm rooting for the Bengals, but they're not my team. Sorry. Got it. All right. Yeah. Who does Burroughs play for? Is that the, is that the Bengals. The Bengals. Yep. Yeah. Yo, Burrow. Sorry, I only watch real football, aka oh. soccer. Oh. I went there. Got him. <laughs> also, uh, another quick button I'm gonna throw in just as, as a why not as a as a thing here. Dan, yes. uh, for you visual, visual listeners, visual watchers, Dan has been toying around with the, the overlays, and I think it's looking pretty good. The four-person layout looks really good as well. Yes. Unfortunately, we couldn't use it because Gage is in here. Hence why I was scrambling before the podcast to put together this one. Thanks, Gage. Bad Gage. Looks good, though. Sweet. Moving on. Today, announced by Crytek, Crisis 4 is coming. Guys, I used to love Crisis 2, the demo, not the game, because I never bought the game. But the demo <laughs> rocked. I used to play it over and over again. Uh, I, I've always wanted to go back and play Crisis 2 and 3. I just have, have never done it. Um, so with Crisis 4 coming, I might just have to go back and, and play through 2 and 3. Because I heard 1 was like, whatever. I, yeah, I'm with you, Christian. I loved 2. Uh, 3 I thought was good, but I still think 2 is the best. Uh, actually, fun fact, I tested uh, Crisis 2 like a year and a half to two years before it came out with EA's program. I probably wasn't supposed to say that, but oh well. It's like Oops. 10 years ago at this point. <laughs> oh well. Uh, but yeah, it, I'm super excited for this. Uh, and obviously Crytek uh, has been kind of quiet lately, so yeah. Mm -hmm. 
and your PC Dude. run crisis for. I know, right? <laughs> Dude, that game is going to look ridiculously good. Crytek is known for like having gorgeous games. Dude, I can't wait to see what it looks like. All right. Last, but certainly not least, for you Pokemon fans, RCS reviews are starting to roll in, and the game is reviewing great. And I'm talking eight, nines, and tens. Uh, IGN uh, is IGN US, I should say, is not part of these roundups. They're, they're, they had the code, I think, uh, late last week, and so they opted to spend a bit more time and, and um, release the review uh, on launch day. But otherwise, there's some you know Game Informers here, Eurogamer. Yeah, great scores. Open critic of 86, Metacritic of 85 as of this morning. Crazy. Wow. I was not expecting a 10 from anyone, but they got at least two, I think. At least two 10s from a certain outlets, but I'm so happy that it's reviewing well. I, I pre-ordered it before the day before the, uh, the reviews went out, so I was super happy to see that it got good reviews the day after. So got it, I got it pre- preloaded on my Switch. I'm ready to go on Friday. I'm so excited. So surely, Ro, you yes. surely you drafted them, right? In our draft league? No. Right? I, did I anybody? I, no. You know what I did? I drafted the other open world game, Sonic Frontiers. Is that going to blow up in my face? <laughs> Probably. Probably. But maybe I'll be surprised like I am with Pokemon. Maybe it'll be a fantastic mm. game. So. <laughs> Who's going to be your starter, Ro? Have you decided? Oh, it's Cyndaquil. Oh, it's Typlosion is mm. one of my favorite Pokemon. I know he has a... Well, I'm not going to say anything, actually. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't say anything. <laughs> but uh, Cyndaquil, because I, I love Typlosion. Nice, nice. All right. Did, well, there wait, you have it. Dan, did you draft Pokemon? I, I was literally... Uh, uh, we can't draft them yeah, now. I was trying to get it after the fact. Okay, right, right. Okay, yeah, okay. I tried to draft it after the fact, and I realized you can't do that. <laughs> no, but you can't do that. I was, I was, I was trying to like debate with myself last week whether i wanted to draft it or not for one dollar i was literally going to put one dollar on it but then i'm like my list is literally all but two filled so i'm like i don't want to only have one game left so i'm like i, I didn't do it but yeah. i guess i should have so what is the what is the first game that's going to be dropping in terms See? of uh for, for our league like what's like the first thing there i'll go in there i think it's dying light 2 Oh, is it? Dying Light Two on February fourth, uh, by no, none other than than Dan. And I heard yeah. it's re- it's like previewing pretty good. Like people yeah. are, are liking it. So actually, I have yeah. looks like three February games. Jeez. Yeah, you got a lot in there. Anyway, all right, that is it for the quick bites. We're moving on to the big boy, the meat and potatoes, the big news of the week. Only two items, but certainly a lot to discuss within them. First one comes over from Polygon. Uh, Raven Software QA workers unionize within Activision Blizzard. I'm going to read you guys some quotes, and there's also going to be like some stories within stories as we start to talk. So bear with me for a little bit. I've got um, kind of three paragraphs here. Quality assurance workers at Raven Software, a subsidiary of Activision Blizzard, are unionizing within the Communication Workers of America. The group, called Game Workers Alliance, is the first group of workers to form a unit under Activision Blizzard. Workers are asking the company to voluntarily recognize the union, which has the support of the supermajority of Raven Software QA workers. That is 78% of the eligible workers. Huge majority there. Some Raven Software QA workers have been on strike since early December, 
after ABK denied new contracts for 12 members of the QA team. The strike of several dozen workers, according to the Washington Post, has no end date, and management has not yet uh, responded to workers' demands. Uh, there's an update. This, this strike has already ended, by the way, but we'll get to that in a second. According to the CWA, Activision Blizzard has not cooperated with worker organizers. Instead, it's used surveillance and intimidation tactics, including hiring notorious union busters to silence workers. Uh, and then here's the update just so we can catch up. Activision Blizzard had issued a statement regarding Game Workers Alliance request for uh, voluntary recognition. Uh, ABK is carefully reviewing the request for voluntary recognition from the CWA, which seeks to organize around three dozen of the company's nearly 10,000 employees. While we believe that a direct relationship between the company and its team members delivers the strongest workforce opportunities, we deeply respect the rights of all employees under the law to make their own decisions about whether or not to join a union. Across ABK, we remain focused on listening closely to our employees and providing the Im improved pay, benefits, and professional opportunities needed to attract and retain the world's best talent. Over the past couple of years, this has included raising minimum compensation for Raven QA employees by 41%, extending pay time off, expanding access to medical benefits for employees and significant others, and transitioning more than 60% of temporary Raven QA staff into full-time employees. Oof. Thank you for enduring all that with me. Um, Top-level thoughts. Uh, I mean, just... The biggest thing is that we're finally getting a, a, a union, uh, hopefully, uh, in, in, the video, in the video games industry in the U.S. There's already, uh, I think, one other one in the... or more in, across uh, Europe, but... In the U.S., this, I think, would be the first. Let's, let's give it to Dan first and see what his thoughts are. Yeah, uh, and, like, the interesting thing is, is, like, instead of them, instead of Activision actually, like, is talking about the, the unionization head-on, they've kind of been avoiding it for the most part, uh, mm -hmm. and it seems like they're just kind of, you know, saying, oh, they can do their thing, like, we're we're just not going to say anything or whatever, but then behind the scenes, they are doing some things that are a little shady, like yeah. you read in the paragraph there that, you know, monitoring employees and everything else, and I did, I also heard uh, um, on Twitter, I think I saw that they're changing how, I think Raven specifically is changing how their studio uh positions qa people and i'm wondering if it's in order to try to stop people from joining this union which i think is made out made up of what you said three dozen people and what they're doing is is they're placing qa people into all of the other departments so you have you know qa people in the art team qa people in the design team qa people in the uh coding team whatever all the different teams that they have mm. And the reason they're doing that, I think, is because they're trying to essentially tell them, hey, you're a full-time employee as an art in the art team. Like, we're going to bring you on board full-time, give you full benefits, all of that. And they're trying to avoid the whole, you know, uh, unionization issue that's surrounding them right now. Uh, the problem to me with doing that, though, is the first time there's cuts made for the art team or the the design team or yeah. whatnot is going to be, be from go. the QA team. It's going to be no different. It's going to be it's essentially the same result. Um, cuz I I did see 
there, I follow someone who works for 343 and he was actually uh, applauding uh, them doing this, saying like, this is actually really a good idea because we do this at 343 and it really helps with QA communicating with all the teams. But like, I don't know if he's necessarily seeing the other side of it of, well, those are the first people to go on those specific teams. Yeah. So yeah, I, I don't think it's changed a whole, a whole heck of a lot by them doing that. <laughs> And this, this you said that, that was Raven. No, that was obviously that's not Raven. That, is that Activision Blizzard doing doing that? Like having them? I'm not 100 percent sure if it's Activision telling them to do to do that, but I know Raven specifically was the one doing that. Uh, that Got I saw it. on Twitter, uh, their their head, um, I forget his name, uh, that he had announced that change for the their um, developer. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know what that means for Activision as a whole. Obviously, we don't know what's being said behind the scenes or anything, but I don't know. Yeah, I these these stories are uh, always hard for me to um, to comment on. Besides of besides what I've already said, because it's just it's a lot for for me personally to to wrap my head around because I don't understand everything that's that's always being said. Unfortunately. But I, at the end of the day, I just want what's best for the workers at Raven Software and all these other places. Um, and I think a union would obviously push that in the right direction. We have seen this in other countries, and I, I, I just wish it would start happening here. I think a lot of uh, studios like Raven Software are starting to push, and I don't think this is a new thing. I think they have been, gaming studios have been trying to do it, but I feel like it's starting to get more traction as of late, which is good. Um, I hope that because of Microsoft's acquisition of Activision, maybe something like this will happen easier, easily, more easily in the future. I'm not sure if that's that's a crazy ask, but maybe things will start to change as as time goes on. Yeah. But I like I could only hope for for that. But um, good for them for striking and you know expecting like honestly the bare minimum for their hard work um, yeah so yeah so i i think they should be treated fairly and the fact that activision is like uh we with the deepest respect <laughs> but at the same time no we're not doing that it's just yeah it's, it's it's shady it's sad and i hope that they that activision gets their comeuppance and i think i hope raven software gets what they rightfully deserve which is a union and fair pay and all that all that wonderful benefits and stuff yeah, I mean, Activision talks about how they've, you know, don't get me wrong, like they they are raising, you know, extending pay, PTO. Yeah. They've they've got benefits. They they're raising pay, which of course all jobs should do. That that that's the hope, right? <laughs> the other the other hope is that, God forbid, games industry people have job security. Like in, the cycle always goes, you know, after a game launches, the first people to go are like the quote unquote non essential workers, and like, some people are kind of fed up with that, right? And so. I was just crazy to think about, like, out of 10,000 people, 36 is le less than 1% of of the workers are being like, you know what, let, let's let's start a union. Let's get some job security going. And Activision Blizzard was like, no. Mm -mm. It's like, uh, uh, <laughs> less than 1%. That's insane. And like Rose said, like, yeah, is change happening? Let's hope so. Whether or not it pushes through, I, I don't know. My hope is that yes, but... All we need is the one domino to fall. Eventually, there will be, hopefully, uh, a union somewhere in the games industry. And like after that, I think you'll start to see uh, a lot more pop up, hopefully. 
otherwise. Uh, and then just to, to press on that further, this comes from Game Industry. Uh, dot biz. Raven QA strike ends following the unionization vote as a show of good faith. Like, which I thought was like insane. Like, wh- like the the workers like, look, listen, like we're ready to go back to work. We're asking for this one small thing from you, uh, and then they they do it with a show of faith by by ending the strike, which is is that is like insanely brave for them to do. Yeah, they're obviously setting a, a future precedent for the rest of the industry. Uh, obviously. And like that, that's the important thing to think about. It's not necessarily the the number of people involved with this, because uh, it is only thirty six people involved out of a company of ten thousand. But it's setting a precedent to say, hey, this is you know something we want for the future for this industry. And once the first domino falls, so to speak, uh, there will be many more to follow. So um, I'm sure mm-hmm. it, it will just probably cause you know. Uh, change throughout the industry i would imagine if if this continues the way it, it keeps going so definitely yeah it's it's it, like you said it's like it's 36 people but it's it's like that situation when you're in in, in class where you're too afraid to ask the question but everybody in the room is yeah. still is thinking the exact same exactly. thing as you or if you're just too embarrassed to ask it but once mm-hmm. somebody asks the question it's like you know what yeah yeah and then everybody just climbs on board yeah. so like like you said dan i hope it it just sparks more people to do the same yeah here's open uh, they get what what they want and what they deserve um it's gonna be interesting to see how activision responds and if the acquisition at all like changes changes anything otherwise moving on to some more positive news i suppose mm. some more some happy news for us i guess yeah. uh this comes from ea 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 has confirmed that respawn entertainment work on not one not two <laughs> but three new star wars titles of course they have a new star wars jedi game presumably it probably is fallen order 2 which i thought was, has already been confirmed maybe it maybe it hadn't otherwise there you go confirmation fallen order <laughs> 2 a new star wars fps game led by peter hirschman who has worked on games such as the medal of honor franchise of the older battlefronts um and then some of the force unleashed games as well uh, important to note here that Battlefield, sorry, Battlefront 3 has indeed been canceled in lieu of this, this new Star Wars FPS game um, led by uh, Respawn. Um, and then a new Star Wars strategy game published by Respawn, but developed by new studio Bitreactor. So I ask everyone, I saw this on Twitter, it was a, it was a great question, it was a great tweet. Is Respawn the insomniac of Star Wars? Also, R.I.P. Titanfall. <laughs> uh, like, like how Insomniac is like the Marvel equivalent, I guess. Of what do you just how Insom- like, just how Insomniac is is making like so many, so many oh, right, like, right, right. Okay. quality games. Yeah, and and just the fact that EA obviously has a lot of respect and good faith, uh, a lot of faith in, in Respawn to kind of lead all these projects. Yeah, like they're they're the one that that uh, EA like consistently trusts them to make quality products, which I think is fantastic. And then I think we'll see because Titanfall and Titan Titanfall Two was was really well received. I don't know if the first one was so much, but I think they got like their recent praise in, in recently with Titanfall Two and Apex. 
and those are two mm-hmm. really good games. I'm not sure if there's there's others that I I might be missing, but if these next few start, well, of course, uh, fall in order, right? So I guess I guess yeah, they do have a really a really good track record. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited for the sequel for Fall in Order. Um, I'm definitely interested in this first person shooter game, though. I am. I'm that's usually not a genre that I'm that I'm really into, but I'm interested to see what Respawn does with it, coming from you know Titanfall. So I'll be interested to do what see what they do with uh, Star Wars that that IP. Mm-hmm. That's that's one that yeah. I'm excited for from them. Yes, I, I agree with you, Ro. It is the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order sequel is going to be amazing. I can't wait for that. And Respawn's been killing it. And like you said, EA trusts. Well, obviously, they trust Respawn, but like that starts with uh, Vince Ampella at the top. Vince Ampella is freaking just doing amazing work with his his teams and uh like the amount of games they're making right now is insane like they're making jedi fallen order they're making the fps i think they have another team making a like action adventure type game as well from uh what's his name what is his name? i forget his name but i think they're they have another team working on something else wait maybe that's the star wars fps game actually now that i'm thinking about it could it, have been yeah Oh gosh, what's his name? Stig, Stig, Stig something. Uh, sorry. Anyways, completely irrelevant. But yeah, it's very exciting that uh, Respawn's making all this stuff, and EA continues to trust them. And uh, yeah, uh, they're even publishing. They're going into publishing a game with uh, this strategy game. That's super cool. We're you looking, you looking for Stig uh, Asmussen? Yes, Stig Asmussen. Yes, that's exactly what I was looking for. Which Previously worked on God of War for Santa Monica yes. Studio. He is now, he's currently working at Respawn. And that's why I think people were thinking he would be making an action-adventure game for Respawn, but I don't know if he's uh, tagged to this FPS team or if he's doing another thing, which would be crazy because they'd be making three games at once. Woo! <laughs> In addition to supporting Apex, yeah. which... God. Jesus. Yeah, I, I'm sure in, uh, respawn is is huge, and I'm sure they have enough people to be working on all these things. I just hope that they don't get stretched too thin, and that EA doesn't depend on them too much, and that they give them, you know, that space and time to make all these projects, which I'm sure they mm-hmm. will. I'm sure these these games aren't coming out back to back to back or in a close proximity to each other, so I'm sure they're going to have time between projects. Um, so that's that's the only thing I'm worried about that they aren't tackling too much um yeah and yeah i'm 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 excited i i I did say i don't know if this was in the pre-show or if it was pre-pre-show i am star wars out right now but (laughs) but respawn could definitely get me back into the franchise if if anything so um, i'm excited to see what they make one quick question here what do you i guess what are your hopes for the fps game or what do you think it'll be with battlefield sorry battlefront 3 being canceled you see them going back and doing like some kind of uh, like rebooting of, of Battlefront and like what that looks like under Respawn, or do you think it would be more like a a, a narrative kind of experience, like a, you know akin to like a Call of Duty, uh, like a, a temple story? I think the latter. Yeah, I think it'll be more like Call mm. of Duty type, you know, Apex uh, type of action, but uh, some cool set pieces and very narrative focus. Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'd, I would love that. 
Yeah, I think they. I think EA has kind of uh, scared themselves with uh, <laughs> with Battlefront because Dice kind of you know destroyed the launch of Battlefront Two uh, due to the micro. Well, I guess EA did at the end of the day with the yeah. microtransactions, but uh, yeah, and ugh, that sucks. Uh, obviously, Dice didn't <clears throat> have a great launch with Battlefield Twenty Forty Two, so I'm, I'm kind of wondering where that you know, places dice in EA's repertoire at this point. Yeah, I, I hope the first-person shooter is a, is a, is a narrative base. I remember Battlefront 2 having a campaign as well, right? It had, like, a... a oh, with Gina Gavankar? Yes, yes, and that was first-person. Yeah. And I was kind of let down by that one, so hopefully Respawn kind of fixes that and delivers a cool first-person narrative. That would be cool. We got... Uh... Man, I forgot about that campaign. We, sorry no you're good we've got only resh in the chat he said i'm mainly excited that the producer of the og battlefront games is a designer on the new fps of course yes that is a very big yeah. thing uh of course people were you know loved the original battlefront games dude the og battlefront 2 are you kidding me yeah. oh so good okay that's it that's our news for the week we did it everyone heck yeah but before we get into the topic of the show, I want to know what's going on. What you got for me, Dan? What have you been up to? What I have for you is, and you literally just threw me on the spot here because I'm like, shit, I forgot to write down what I've got for myself. And now I have to think what I have for myself because I forgot. We can skip you and go to row. <laughs> yeah, skip me for a second because I feel like I'm forgetting something. Okay. Uh, I don't have much right now. I did, I used a little bit more of my Steam gift card and got a game. Um, I'm hesitating to call it a game right now because it's weird. Uh, it's a visual novel, though, and it's called Needy Streamer Override. And it is, you, you are, I don't even want you guys to search it up. It is embarrassing that I'm playing this. <laughs> but <laughs> basically, uh, your girlfriend is a streamer. And you are like kind of deciding what she does. I, when I bought this, I didn't realize like how in depth I'll be controlling her life. And I kind of feel uncomfortable playing this game. But you like decide if she goes out with you or if she streams Rough. for the night. And she's just like trying to. It's not in a. Well, I don't know if it's inappropriate yet. But I, it's it's like overwhelmingly positive on on Steam. It's like, oh, okay, I I love visual novels. I love the the art style of this. Let's let's give it a shot. I I didn't do enough research, um. But all that being said, I I am enjoying it to a degree. It's just very weird. Uh, the dialogue option, very anime, but not the good parts of anime. You know what I mean? <laughs> mm -hmm. But I I do like the art style, and I'm definitely going to see it through because I think as the story goes on, it it probably dives deeper into like at least what i've read on the reviews that it dives deeper into like internal culture and the bad sides of of that yeah so i'm interested to see what they what they have to say on that topic but i'm very early on right now and so uh, i'll report back on on that one but so far very weird i love the vaporwave sort of aesthetic that it has though so that's fun to to look at but uh it's it's definitely some weird <laughs> uh relationship issues that are going on in the game uh say the least <laughs> color me intrigued here onichan because i i went over <laughs> to the um the youtube page to, to watch what the trailer of this game is yes. um and the comments are just filled with people saying like 
this game is awesome. Like the, you know, right? like going okay. through like the the narrative was awesome. Like it was worth to go through it. And then, you know, I'm watching this video and it says multiple wild endings. So it's like I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious. Let me know what you think by the time you end up finishing I, it. I will let you know. I will let you know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. That is it, actually. Yes. Uh, and and next week I'll be able to talk to you guys about Pokemon Arceus. I'm so excited. It's about Pokemon next week. Yes. Nice. nice. So excited. Fire. Tonight. Yes. Dan. Yes, I have it. I have it. Out? I remembered Splinter Cell Conviction, a game that came out so long ago. Uh, I don't even remember what year. 2007, 8, 9, somewhere in there. I don't know. Maybe 2010, I'm guessing at this point. Uh, but no, this game in backwards compatibility, I played it with Glenn, which is uh, one of Gage's friends, uh, as well as my own friend. I, I'll claim him, I guess uh but yeah we had a ton of fun uh, apparently it's just my memory of splinter cell is just awful at this point because i played terribly he he destroyed me um but we did this uh one-on-one -on -one thing where you can face against each other and you can either kill ai and get like points killing the ai around the map and sneaking around or you can get five points if you kill you know your opponent the enemy um person that you're playing against and if you die, you also lose five points. So like you like there's a huge swing in points just for dying from another person. So Glenn kills me once and I'm I'm done. I'm screwed. So wow. Yeah. But yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. Um so yeah, it was a cool check in with Splinter Cell and makes me still want that uh reboot that we're supposed to get, you know. It'll probably be about three years away. <laughs> but oh well. I'll keep yeah. I'll keep hoping for it. I pray that game is going to be good. You guys deserve it. Me too. <laughs> same, man. Same. Guys, I've been playing playing a certain zombie game, and I want you guys to guess which one. Give me one guess each. Hmm. Oh, I already know the answer. I can't answer. Back for Blood? Oh, do you follow me on GG, Row? I do. That yeah. was done? Okay, yeah, okay. So, yeah, don't guess. It is not Back for Blood. Uh... Earlier last week, uh, my buddy hits me up and he's like, yo, have you been checking um, this, the Twitch Prime loot? And I'm like, no, I never check it. Why would I? <laughs> and he's like, we'll, we'll do it because they're giving away a game and I want us to play together. What game was that? It was World War Z. Oh. Of course, based off, based off of the, um, the novel and then, actually, and then the movie um, developed by Saber Interactive. And let me tell you, Saber interactive i apologize world war z rocks dude i'm having so much fun i heard nothing about this game back in 2019 i like i'm sorry uh but i'm glad i finally was able to check it out twitch gave away or yeah twitch gave away like the full edition so i have all the episodes it's really cool because every episode is like these like vignette chapters uh following these characters in different um like cities across the world like there's jerusalem uh there's tokyo there's New York, obviously, is a big one. Um, and the thing, like, the thing with each chapter within each episode, it, it leads up to these, like, massive horde moments. Sometimes it's one, sometimes it's, like, two or three. And, dude, I don't know how they do it, but there's, like, literally, like, thousands of zombies in, in every single chapter. Like, we get to the end, and, like, we look at the scoreboard, you can, if you do the math, it's between, like, two and 3,000 zombies, which is insane. And to have <laughs> hundreds, of, hundreds of them at one time is so cool um i want to shout out like just like doing like missions like like going through a mall and like having hordes like break through uh the doors or 
uh, coming out of the the Russian metro and like the the, zomb- the zombies, the Zeke are are falling down. Like they'll reach the ground below you, and then they start coming up from like both. Now some are coming from up top, and now from below. But the one in Jerusalem, the one in Jerusalem got me. Um, and I'll just say this one story, and then I'll shut up. Uh, we're we're going down the street for our next objective, and it's we're supposed to reach this car, search for car parts, uh, and then like fix it so that we can escape from this this episode. And I've got my sniper out, and I'm looking through through the magnifying scope, and uh, in the background I see a bunch of zombies coming over a hill, and I tell my buddy, "Hey, there's like a bunch of them coming," and he's like, "Nah, it can't be. That looks like pre-rendered background." Like, they're oh, way no. too far away. <laughs> uh, well, let me try shooting. And, of course, like, it, it didn't reach it. It was too far away. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. It's pre-rendered. We, we go up to the car. We start finding, uh, start finding car parts. Uh, he goes, hey, uh, the zombies in the background, they're here now. And they're climbing <laughs> over the fence. And, oh, dude, no. it's, it was literally hundreds of zombies. It was, in, it was like every episode is so frantic. I love it. So World War Z. Uh, it might still be free on Twitch Prime. I don't. I'm not sure if it is, but otherwise, yeah, it's awesome. It is. I just looked because I was curious, but it's. I, I was close. It's a Left 4 Dead ish game, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Four person co op. Uh, and I think Saber Interactive is working on the um, the the Evil Dead um, oh. game that's coming out. I think either this year or next year. But so now, color me excited for the new Elden Ring. Elden Ring. <laughs> Evil Dead. I can't escape Elden Ring, man. I'm sorry. It's taken over your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. Alrighty. You guys ready for the topic of the show? Yes. Am I? Yeah. Bill of the Xbox Future, baby. <laughs> topic of the show is going to be a little bit different because it's kind of... It's kind of a mixture of news, but also kind of just our thoughts on, on what this news kind of implies for the games industry. So um, I split it up into four separate categories here. One is the question of uh, multi-platform, right? Well, Activision, Activision games certainly are going to remain under contract uh, uh, for a little while until the deal goes through. Uh, which games? We'll see. Call of Duty is a big one. That's our next, our next kind of sub-segment is Call of Duty. What happens with that? We got some news there. Uh, obviously, we have Phil's plans for Activision Blizzard, what he said, and then just an overall question of, of Game Pass. So to get us started, uh, one, Activision games under contract will remain multi-platform for now. At least Sony hopes so. Uh, Sony put out, a, uh, I think, a statement uh, early last week, and this was like Thursday. But we expect that Microsoft will abide by contractual agreements and continue to ensure Activision games are multi-platform. Uh, and to that, I have a, a link here saying, let's read Phil's tweet. What did he say? He said, had good calls this week with leaders at Sony. I confirmed our intent to honor all existing agreements upon acquisition of Activision Blizzard and our desire to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation. Sony is an important part of our industry and we value our relationship. Uh, obviously, when I saw that, the first, the immediate reaction is like, oh, cool. Like, Phil's being the good guy. Uh, he's he's going to let, um... <laughs> no, I didn't realize Dan left to go with, uh, with his dog. He's back. <laughs> I'm back. Sorry. Uh, the immediate reaction was like, oh, yeah, cool. These games are safe. They'll be multi-platform for a little while. But then you read closely, and as many people pointed out, it's like, yeah, the, the, the tweet is very specifically worded with, you know, the, the words of desire and intent. It's kind of placing the onus on Sony, like, you know, 
we we still like xbox still holds the cards like well we wanted to put it on on your consoles but you yeah. know you didn't want to put game pass on playstation or etc cetera, etc cetera. What, what do you guys think here um yeah i agree that his his tweet is very uh intentional in his wording how he how he said like you said desire and and uh intent we want to do it but can we do it sort of thing but um i i call of duty is one of those games that i i i think is going to stay multi-platform i don't think everything is though i do i do think xbox wants to to keep some of those games for themselves and I think later on we're going to be talking about Game Pass and where we think that'll be in the future. So I don't want to jump the gun gun yet, but it'll be interesting to see how Xbox works with Sony um, to to have those games multi-platform. It, it is their desire, so they say. So it'll be interesting to see how how that that relationship uh, hopefully blossoms into something more positive instead of a a competition. But that's that's what I'm so excited to talk about later. Is to is how that relationship uh, evolves or devolves because of yeah. Microsoft's want to be be everywhere. I I agree with you, Ro. I I, th- I don't think Call of Duty will stop being multi-platform, and we have another story here in a second. We'll talk about. I know, but uh, like I I just don't see that happening. It makes too much money. It's such a big franchise. And I don't think I don't see this acquisition being the same as the Bethesda acquisition because Bethesda, yes, they have some big IPs and stuff like that, but they don't have anything close to the level of Call of Duty in terms of sales and how much money it makes. And so, like, I think that Call of Duty eventually or I think Call of Duty will always be multi-platform, but eventually I think. The, pretty much the rest of Activision's properties will be exclusive to Xbox because, again, like like I said and we all said during the Bethesda acquisition uh, announcement, they don't buy a studio for this amount of mo- or a publisher for this amount of money yeah. and then not make the games exclusive. It doesn't make sense to to do that. So yeah, I, I think it's a matter of time minus Call of Duty, of course. But yeah. Kirk in the chat said, "I have just one word, Bethesda." So yeah, I, he, I think mm-hmm. he agrees with that. With uh, making some changes, but maybe not everything. As only Rush says, I think there's no way COD ever goes 100% exclusive. Even if there's, even if it's only Warzone, that's multiplat. Other games exclusive easily. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was ex- the exact same. Yeah, there's Warzone. I can see sticking on multi-platform because that that's where the true like player base is. At least right now, right? That's where most people are playing their the Call of Duty is Warzone. And that's where a lot of like money is made because people because people are playing it right and that's where you know you get the next kind of microtransaction people are you know buying you know loot boxes in there as well i haven't played wars in a while i don't know what it looks like i haven't played it since like <laughs> early cold war era um just to a- add more to the call of duty fire uh activision uh this according to bloomberg reported by bloomberg activision is committed to releasing at least the next three call of duties on playstation uh, even after the xbox acquisition that is COD 2022 coming out later this year. Um, COD 2023, whatever the next Call Call of Duty, which I'm sure is probably already in development. Um, probably the Treyarch, I think, would be the ne- the next one up. And then Warzone 2, also in 2023, which I didn't know they were working on Warzone 2. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. Presumably, I think these are, these are because just these games are already in production. Uh, deals have been made to get these multi-platform, so. I'm reading it that way, and again, I, I just 
I don't know. I can definitely see Call of Duty being exclusive, exclusive to you know the Microsoft platforms, having it be console exclusive on Xbox or on PC. If you want to play Warzone, you can play it on PS5. Otherwise, you got to get Game Pass or an Xbox. Makes sense. I'm going to bring in one more story here. I'm going to pull it up. Number three. This is a, an, an interview with, with Phil Spencer. He is confident that workplace issues will, uh, at uh, Activision Blizzard will be resolved. He is happy with uh, new IPs. And specifically, sorry, he wants to bring in uh, some of the, the older IPs that he played when he was a, back when a child, right? Like some of the ones that we played as, as children. He is happy with the new IPs and specifically mentioned King's Quest, Guitar Hero, and Hexen. He wants to support the new teams to work on franchises he loved as a kid. So, whether or not Call of Duty is multi-platform, that's a separate discussion. Do we think Phil's going to let the teams go and bring back great games that we used to love as kids? I, and what games would you like to see? Yeah, I, I think I think you will because obviously, like we we've talked, I think we talked about this a little bit last week, but like he's given the the development freedom to a lot of the developers now that like they can do whatever they want essentially. Like you know, we've talked about Obsidian doing their smaller team making Grounded and uh, Ninja Theory making their Bleeding Edge game, which was that multiplayer like hack and slash type brawler game. Uh, so yeah, I, I totally believe him. And he brought back Voodoo Vince when one of his first things that he did when he took over a set of Xboxes, he's like, I loved Voodoo Vince as a, a kid and I want to bring that mm. back. And he, he brought it back as a remaster. Um, so I, I, I would not be shocked to see, you know, gu- Guitar Hero, King's Quest, Hex and all returned. So yeah. Yeah, agreed. I would I would love a guitar hero out of the ones that we have mentioned here to return. Yeah. That'll be that'll be awesome. I would I would love that. I still have my my plastic guitar in the in my mom's basement. So I could just if if he really does make it backwards compatibility as well. Like just just use your old yeah. one. Your old guitar. You could even use that. Don't have to go out and buy a new one if he if he does bring it back. That'll be super cool. But yeah. I think that, we talked about this last week as well, but what I desperately want to see is kind of teams that are currently supporting kind of the the Call of Duty heads, right? The 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 like supporting Warzone. I think Beanox is one of those studios who has to support Warzone. Like seeing those developers go off or like being I guess being let off, right? With the new acquisition and being like, hey, you know, full Spencer being like, Hey, what games are do you want to make? Like I would love to see him come and just speak to all these all these studios and be like, What do you guys want to make? Right? True. Let's finish out helping with Warzone 2 and then let's talk about what, what projects you'd like to see come up in the pipeline. That, I think, would probably be the most exciting thing out of this acquisition. Um, Warzone 2 is such a weird thing to say. It's like, I don't even yeah. understand what that means Like when when they say they're making a Warzone 2. It's like... It's Overwatch 2 yeah. <laughs> energy right there. Like, Ooh, what is that? Yeah. What does that mean? Yeah. That's, I guess that's the other question, too, with us thinking about Call of Duty as well, is like, if you know, let's say let's say Call of Duty goes exclusive, but Warzone remains multi-platform. There go there goes Dan running, getting <laughs> Bo back in, getting Bo back in the house. I'm gonna wait till he comes. There we go. <laughs> Amazing. Good luck. Man is showing feet for free. I can't believe it. <laughs> okay, welcome back, sir. Welcome back. I'm I'm back. <laughs> I didn't know you waited. Sorry. 
With, okay, with Warzone 2. Yes. Let's say Call of Duty goes exclusive down the, down the, down the road. But Warzone stays multi-plat. How do you differentiate those games? Because the current model of Warzone is, is having, like, it's under the Modern Warfare 2019 engine. But, you know, when a new COD releases, we get those, those assets, those guns, I don't know how, placed into Warzone, right? You can use those guns. Like, how, how is that going to look like, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't even understand how it works now because, like, it's the same problem now. Like, I don't understand why people who only play multiplayer of Call of Duty don't just play Warzone. I don't, I guess it's a different experience, I guess, oh, but very different. Yeah. Very different, Dan. Come on now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to throw in the Game Pass discussion here as well. Uh, industry folks have been debating whether or not Microsoft's endgame is to get Game Pass on as many platforms as possible. Obviously, we've seen that, right? Game Pass is on PC. Uh, what is the new streaming um, device or the app that they want to get a Game Pass on on smart TVs as well? I think we talked about that maybe a month ago or two months ago. Um, and so the big question is, do we see Game Pass on PlayStation, right? I, I kind of alluded to this uh, earlier with um, Bill's tweet. Uh, you know, if we're going to interpret his desire to get caught on, on the PlayStation hardware, like, does he want to do that with, with Game Pass, right? I, and so, like, the games industry people have been talking about this on Twitter, like, all week. I personally don't see it happening. I legit don't see what PlayStation has to gain from uh, having Game Pass on their system or on their console. I, I, I don't, I don't know what it would, be, how it would benefit them. They would get, am I crazy? Call of Duty, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I mean, personally, Depending I think. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Rob. Go ahead, Dan. No, no, no go for it, Dan. <laughs> okay, go for it. <laughs> I, like personally, I think that this would only benefit Sony. Like maybe I'm thinking about it wrong, but benefit. yeah, like I don't think I don't see how this. Not, I guess, not only benefit, but like majority benefit them because yes, Microsoft will get you know the revenue from the games being on that platform, but like at the end of the day. This is why I don't think that Game Pass will come to PlayStation because at the end of the day, Microsoft still wants to drive you to their platforms, Windows or <laughs> Xbox, uh, you know, the physical Xbox. Of course, he grabs his toy right when I start talking. Uh, so, <laughs> um, yes, of course, they're, they're going to want to uh, sell uh, Xbox consoles still. Yes, that's not their main concern anymore, but like that's still going to be a prerogative in their head. And I feel like them putting Game Pass on PlayStation would just drive those PlayStation gamers to just play Game Pass games on PlayStation. Like they have no incentive to go pick up an Xbox console. So he's quite upset at me for stealing the toy. But yeah, that's that, that's what I was thinking. Ro, what were you thinking? Um, I, I was in a similar boat where I, I don't... Uh... I I don't I know what why Xbox wants to have Game Pass everywhere, and what I think about is like if Game Pass was on PlayStation, if it came to Nintendo Switch, or if it and it's on PC, is that when Xbox stops making consoles? Like, what's the point of making an Xbox mm. if you could just pick up a PlayStation and get all the games there? So it is right. a weird thing to to think about. Is it almost like what is what is Xbox gaming gaining from putting it on PlayStation Two? It's 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 a weird thing to to think about. I'm sure there's a lot of business talk that is just flying over my head. That of course, like they would be making bank if they were on PlayStation. But I don't know. I 
I don't know. I if 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 it if Xbox Game Pass has like Call of Duty and has um all these great exclusive games that PlayStation loses out on because of the acquisition, <clears throat> I can see uh, PlayStation thinking about it and and wanting to have them on their platform. I just it's just so hard for me to imagine imagine that. Yeah. And it's yeah. I I don't I don't see it happening. I I do see the the benefit of PlayStation having it, but I just don't see them actually going through and and doing it. Yeah, you guys make some good points. I I, I guess No, you're right though cuz I I primarily play a lot of my my games on 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 my PS5. I don't have an Xbox, but when I do want to play Xbox games, I I have them on PC. And so if Game Pass was available on console, right, I could I could play my Xbox games there. I don't have to worry about buying Xbox hardware. That is that is a benefit for PlayStation. But then for me, what that does is kind of shift what I'm thinking about when I when I boot up my PlayStation, right? And suddenly I'm thinking, you know, Xbox and Game Pass, and PlayStation have the doesn't have the same kind of service that Xbox has, and right. Suddenly I'm I'm being introduced to the Game Pass market on PlayStation, but without when the next, you know, the next console starts coming out or maybe like during the holidays i'm not playing my ps5 games anymore i just have i'm playing everything on game pass i'll just play game pass that introduction on a different hardware is my gateway drug i guess if you want to put it that way to kind of kind of the the microsoft platforms that's the Mm -hmm. way i see it i also think sony's probably too stubborn to even think about this like they barely even want to do cross cross play like that was such a struggle for playstation to even (laughs) want to do for such a long time frustratingly so right so I, I I don't know. I really cannot see them doing it. And plus, they got like Spartacus coming out, which I think is is maybe not meant to be a, a Game Pass competitor, but it's supposed to be kind of a service service very similar to to that. What that looks like, we'll, we'll wait and see. But yeah, as of now, I I just I don't I don't see it happening. It's it's so interesting to think about though. Like what what if they yeah <laughs> what if they did that would just be so crazy. Like that would be like the Microsoft acquiring. Activision was huge, but imagine Xbox Game Pass is now on PlayStation 4. Like, how mind-blowing that day would be if that were to actually happen. That would just be wild. Yeah. And, and like, uh, Game Pass on Switch seems to me more plausible just because, like, Nintendo's mm-hmm. not necessarily a direct competitor with Microsoft. Like, there's people that own Switch and PS5s and Switch and Xboxes. Like, there's not a lot of, you know, carryover because people, you know, take their Switch on the go and stuff like that. Like, there's other purposes for the Switch. And so I, I think that that... I, I think, personally, we would possibly see Game Pass on Switch before we would see it on PlayStation. Yeah. Although I don't think... T- I don't know. I, I don't think every title title would be available on switch true because i don't think switch has the, that yes. has the power to do that but yeah yes be great to, yeah which switch light version like they get a specific game pass version mm-hmm. on the switch game pass light in the yeah. cloud version you could do yeah. just the xbox cloud streaming version mm-hmm. that's a thing yeah. now so what what times we live in that we're entertaining just i mean even having the <laughs> conversation oh yeah is game pass coming to playstation I, I don't know. Last year, I didn't think we'd be fucking, we'd be talking about something like this, and it's huge. Kirik says Halo Infinite on PS5 has a nice ring to it. Could you imagine with DualSense integration? Feel that hammer swing? <laughs> I, I I gotta have the uh, offset sticks. I can't I can't do the mm. parallels, mm. the next to each other sticks. I do yeah. a lot of this. My thumbs hit each other, yeah. and I'm like, what do I do now? I don't know. Well, I like my rechargeable controllers, Dan. 
I think I can recharge mine, Christian. You <laughs> remove the battery. I saw that on Twitter from someone posting that. I was like, what do you mean? There's rechargeable battery packs in Xbox controllers. You, granted, they don't come eh, with the controller. Yeah. But. I'm a Larry uh, David gamer. You know what I mean? Like, everything has, everything has to be convenient. It's fair. It's fair. Bro, I interrupted you. What were you saying? Um, what was I saying? I I think you were saying something similar where uh like if PlayStation was on or if Xbox Game Pass was on PlayStation just like how how that may how that possibly could negatively affect PlayStation gamers like if you're just playing everything on Game Pass on your PlayStation 4 then what if you just like I'm not going to get the next exclusive big PlayStation 5 game because I'm I'm fine with what I'm getting with Xbox Game Pass I, I think they might think about stuff like that. Like, what, what mm. if Game Pass is on here? They may be playing Xbox games instead of the games that we're we're making. Even though you have our console, you may be spending most of your time on on that app. Yeah. Even though there's like there's some benefits, but I'm sure they probably list the cons first before thinking about what ben- may benefit us because they're doing so well already. Like they don't really need to even entertain that idea right now. That that is a really great point, Ro. That I hadn't thought of. Like that that totally makes sense to me. Why Sony would not want it on there? Mindshare. I mean, like when when all a lot of people um, are like, uh, I think a lot like a lot of PS4 players. Like when we think of like the word gamer. A lot of people are playing kind of the more. I don't want to say casual games because that's that's not really true, but like. Games like the, uh, you know, your your FIFA's, your NBA's, your Madden's, obviously the, the the Battlefields, the Call of Duties. So when these people uh, suddenly are introduced to Game Pass, right? And if game if Call of Duty comes to Game Pass, right? And like that's what they play for. Like who cares if you know the next Horizon is coming out? Like I'm just playing Call of Duty anyway. Like I'm not even playing you know the first party games anymore. And that's kind of where my head was at. But I don't know. I, I like Dan's point as well. Of cool. Now I don't need to buy an Xbox, so I don't know. Much to think about. Much to think about. I'm at a loss here. Yeah. I can't even decide if I'm playing Horizon or Elden Ring, so what do I know? <laughs> Play them both at the same time. That would be like the ultimate challenge. I have two monitors, so I can do it. <laughs> Any last thoughts here before we end the show? That's it for me. Yeah. All right, all right. Of course, okay. the dog well, okay, one last thing. Lays down when we're ending the show. At the show's ending, yeah. I know. <laughs> Let's say the next Call of Duty, the, the Call of Duty, Call of Duty collection, akin to the Master Chief collection. Make that happen. Uh, there you go. That's what I'm trying to say. That's a lot of games. Put that, on Game Put that on Game Pass. Oh, okay. I'll buy it. I'll buy it. I guess I won't buy it. I'll, I'll have it. <laughs> That's how that works. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you again to everyone joining us live on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Pitcher. Thank you, Ro. Thank you, me. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Gage, wherever you are. Hope you're doing well. I am Christian. This has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love and keep on gaming. Drink water. <laughs> <laughs>